hello, hello, and welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place, Right Crime. I'm your host, Frank Zafiro, and this is an open and shut episode with Michael Poole, the author of Rose City. Now, I met Michael uh, back in about 2015 at a noir bar over in Seattle, uh, and then saw him again at BoucherCon last year. Uh, really nice guy. Uh, hangs his head uh, elsewhere these days, as you'll discover. Uh, and I had a great conversation with him. But before we get to that, I do need to tell you uh, that Wrong Place Right Crime is sponsored by Down and Out Books. Down and Out Books is an up-and-coming publisher of dark crime fiction at the grittier end of the spectrum. Uh, if you'd like to learn more, you can go to downandoutbooks.com. That's Down and Out Books, all spelt out, dot com, Down and Out Books. Take the journey with us. Now let's meet Michael Poole. Well, hey, Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Frank. So a couple of things I want to ask you about before we get to your new book, um, which has only been out for two weeks, so it still has that new book smell. Um, <laughs> you did a little bit of a service to the writing community because you were also the coordinator for the Noir at the Bar in the, uh, the Seattle scene for, for some time. Yeah, you know, uh, I did them in Seattle for a while. Um, I've done them here in Denver where I'm living now. And I did a couple in Dallas, actually, uh, over the last couple of years as well. What's that like to coordinate that? I mean, I know what it's like to be at one, but what's it like to be in charge of making it happen? It takes varying amounts of work, depending on um, if you've established a venue where you are, as well as um, obviously you've got to do some marketing and some networking to meet other writers and things like that. And then from there, it's really just about uh, finding the right balance, trying to get, um, you know, as close to an even amount of, of guys and girls as you can, or that's something I do anyway, um, which doesn't always work because I think just noir, there are more guys maybe writing it than girls. But um, beyond that, it's really just getting everybody in, uh, making sure everybody's like moving the same direction and, and getting in there and having fun. Now, I came over to Seattle in 2015 for one of these events, and you were at that as well, I, down in the Alibi Room, if you remember. Um, I think that was maybe the second or third one that we had done, and um, that was at the Alibi Room, which at the time we were mostly doing the uh, the Sorrento Hotel, which is kind of across town, but I really like that Alibi Room. It's you know down in Post Alley right there at, at, at the Pike Market, and... Um, I think now they have actually moved the events back there. So it's, it's kind of a, the perfect venue, in my opinion, for an art at the bar. It had that real speakeasy feel to it. It was down in the basement with the brick walls and it's dark and claustrophobic. Uh, it's pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, you know, it's almost like a, not enough places to sit, but in a good way. Yeah, that's well put. That's exactly right. Uh, well, I had a great time at that. I was really super glad to be invited. You know, you the other thing I wanted to ask you about before we talk about your book is uh, on your website, it says that you host a podcast, Crime Syndicate podcast. Is that still up and running? You know, it was going for a while and I have just unfortunately gotten to this point where I don't have enough time to really do it. Um, mm -hmm. I was running the magazine for a while and I liked doing it, but it's so much reading submissions and so much editing. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm working as a PI the last couple of years and they keep me really busy doing that. So something kind of had to give, you know, like mm -hmm. I didn't really have enough time to keep doing those things and trying to write books. And so I kind of had to back off in the last, you know, three or four months, actually. 
you know, I haven't been in law enforcement. I'm, I'm familiar with how things are different in reality than they are in the perception of the public. And people think PI, they think, you know, Sam Spade or Magnum PI or whatever they think. Uh, what would you say is the biggest difference between what people perceive PIs do and what you really do? You know, that's a really good question. Um, if I had to give a joking answer and I actually have a book that I'm working on that kind of starts this way. Um, the biggest difference is it's a lot of peeing in bottles on surveillance <laughs> and nobody, I would have never thought of that before, before I got into the business, but it's a lot of that, you know, it's like every day doing that pretty much. And um, it's, um, I always wonder how the, the female PIs do it, but it's really just not appropriate to ask, you know, <laughs> but I'm always like, you know, how do you guys do it? Because I know what I do. And I mean, yeah. Beyond that, I mean, you know, PIs, we've got pretty good databases, but I think kind of in books, they're always, they've always got a cop friend, you know, and he's, he's running background checks and doing, and like, that's not been my experience at all. And in fact, the way things are tracked now, I think they're really like, I don't care how good your friend is. They're yeah. prob probably not doing that for you. So they're not going to give up their career so that you can, you know, shortcut a case. There's just, uh, it's just not that way anymore. Right. And so I think, you know, the, it's much more by the book, the, the real businesses. And in fact, I think you're probably not doing your clients any favor if you're not going strictly by the book, because most mm -hmm. people that are hiring a PI, it's because they need something that's court usable. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got to respect the chain of evidence and you've got to respect um, how you go about getting your information and, you know, things like that, that, you know, obviously in books that wouldn't make a very good story, but that's kind of the reality of it. So you're not getting into car chases, gunfights, and fistfights. No, in fact, if I'm following somebody and they're driving a little too fast, um, I usually let them go. It's just not worth running red lights. And, and you know, you live to fight another day is kind of my my attitude. <laughs> well, that's a great attitude. It's a shitty book. So, <laughs> Right, exactly. So uh, let, let's jump forward to your, your latest release, uh, Rose City. Now, is this a PI novel as well, or is this something different? You know, it's more of a... a an amateur investigator kind of novel, but it's also kind of got a little bit of a Southern Gothic vibe to it. Um, this is actually, um, I wrote this book when I was in graduate school and um, it was a mess, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, it was the first novel that I'd ever really written and I had a lot to learn. And so over the last about five years um, I've been editing it off and on. And I finally got it to a spot where I felt like it was a good book. And um, it's a really pretty, emotional book. So it's a little bit different maybe than, than every more traditional crime fiction book. Um, I'm really happy with how it came out. The mystery is a big part of the story, but you know, the relationships are kind of central and you know, the way that people are relating to each other and kind of what that means. I really, I think it's a great book. I'm, I'm really happy with the way it came out and I'm really happy to have it out in the world. Finally. This is actually related to your previous book, Texas Two-Step. I'm kind of calling them companion novels. Um, rather than sharing a central protagonist, um, they kind of share the villains. And uh, oh, wow, that's a good approach. Yeah, you know, and actually, what's really neat is there's a there's a villain in Texas Two Step. I don't I don't want to say too much. Who kind of gets off without really any consequences. And um, in Rose City, you're finally going to get to see that guy arrange for some consequences for himself. And I think that's kind of a, a satisfying part of the book. What's really interesting is um, Rose City was written first. It was it was written before Texas Two-Step, but for whatever reason, Texas Two-Step is the one that, that was sold and published first. So Now, does it happen 
before Texas Two-Step in terms of chronology as well? Or is it does it happen after? It happens after, actually. And that that's kind of, you know, I'm not sure really how I, I arranged it all this way. But um, I knew that, you know, I wanted to see more of that villain even after I wrote Rose City. But obviously, there's a, a definite conclusion there. And so, you know, I managed to involve him in a different story in Texas Two-Step. And, you know, he's not as, as central of a player in that book either. So there, there are other mm-hmm. um, cronies and villains involved. But they're really neat. You know, I wanted to write something that was, you know, set kind of in a place like my hometown, which I, I grew up in Tyler, Texas. Um, in the book, you know, they're in Teller County, Texas, which is a fictional county and a fictional place, but has a lot of uh, a shared resemblance with Tyler. I mean, in fact, you know, Tyler is traditionally called the Rose City because it is the um, uh-huh. Rose capital of the world. And so there's a lot of debutante weird stuff that surrounds that that I've always wanted to poke around with in my writing. And so I think that's maybe where that book came from. Um, I'm working on a, a PI novel now that's actually set in, in Tyler, Texas proper. And so that's been a different experience, just deciding how that looks different from the world that Rose city is set in. And here I was uh, thinking maybe it was a Portland based novel for a second there. Well, you know, and Rob Hart has a great book, uh, city of Rose that is you know, set in Portland that came out a few years ago and, you know, had a lot of uh, internal struggles with whether to change the title, but I I tried and I brainstormed for years and I just couldn't think of another name for it. And so ultimately I just decided to go with the original name, you know, like I'm learning more, I'm getting better at at titles now. And um, like the PI novel I'm working on now is called uh, Throwing Off Sparks. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of has a, a real relevance to the book and the events in the book, but it's also a line that I took from a a Raymond Carver quote that I really liked, which is from a story that's about somebody kind of um, dealing with their alcoholism and, um, you know, feeling, he says, you know, I feel like I could throw off sparks, you know, and basically he's just saying like, you know, I feel like I'm chafing against the whole world. And Mm -hmm. um, that's certainly kind of what Riley, Riley Reeves, which is the, uh, the PI protagonist in the novel. That's what she's like. You know, she's a little obsessed with her work. Um, She's a little antisocial and, um, she's kind of chafing up against the the restraints of her life throughout the book. And so um, when I write titles for books, I try to capture things like that in the title, which, you know, is really hard, as you know. And, um, you know, I'm not always happy with it, but I try, you know. I don't know about other writers, but for me, everything I write, I look back at the thing before and I just think, man, I've come so far from there. And um, I hope that I continue to feel that way. You know, like basically the books that I've had published so far were all written you know, four years ago, five years ago. And, you know, now I have this other stable of books that I'm hoping to push out into the world, mm-hmm. right? That were written in the last couple of years when I've really had some practice. So, well, the book is Rose City. It's a companion novel of Texas Two Step. Uh, the writer is Michael Poole, and uh, it's all available from Down and, uh, Down and Out Books. You can get, get it from wherever you get your, your books. Uh, Michael, I want to tell you thanks for coming on the show, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you. Uh, I'm hoping about your con in Dallas this coming uh, October. Yeah, yeah, I'm planning to be there. Uh, I just moved away from Dallas, actually, but it still feels kind of like the hometown voucher con, so I'm definitely going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to lift a glass. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there you are, folks. A pretty good picture of who Michael is. Uh, like I said, a nice guy. I was glad to, to meet him there in Seattle and uh, uh, again at uh, BoucherCon uh, last year, 2018. Rose City sounds like an interesting book, and I'm hoping to read it soon. And you should, too. 
On the next episode of Wrong Place, Right Crime, we're going to talk to our old friend Colin Conway about his new release, Lost in Middle America, which is episode five of a grifter song. Until then, this is Frank Zafiro reminding you that sometimes you got to be in the wrong place to write crime.